0: Welcome, friends, to another episode of No One Is Listening. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, as always, uh, your co-host, our co-host, the co-host of our lives, Jen. Jen, you want to say hi?
1: Hi. That was a weird introduction. (laughs) It's a
0: weird introduction. It's a new introduction for a new setting. We finally have our own, I don't know, studio? Can we call it a studio? Sure. Sure. Sure, we have new studio, new a uh, place of recording. So I'm excited. I'm also excited because we've been taking a break. We were on hiatus for a few weeks. Yes, right.
1: Both of these things are related. Our new studio, quote unquote studio, studio. and then right, 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 the right, right, hiatus. You want to talk about
0: yeah. it? Uh- Sure, uh, so the studio is actually uh, my new apartment with my wife. We just moved into a new place because we got married. Very nice. Um, you were there, I was. It was fun. Did you have fun? Actually, I never asked you that.
1: It was so much fun. A word, yeah. Are you just saying that? But no, okay, but
0: because I sometimes just say that we can talk about that later. Okay.
1: No, it was legitimately fun. You guys threw a oh, great party. Cool, 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 and hopefully you got all your gifts. <laughs> I was I was in charge. You, you
0: you were one of two people who we were like, who do we trust the gifts? I've
1: never with? been trusted before, so thank you.
0: Yeah, no, I mean you were in tr- I mean, that could have gone really badly it gone so and it wrong. went very well. And thank it went very so we were both okay. very appreciative. Um And so, how long have we been away? We've been away for about a month now, maybe a little more, right?
1: Yeah, I can't even remember the last time we recorded. I
0: think it's mid-June.
1: Okay. Nor
0: do I remember what we talked about. I don't either, but it's fine. We might have been doing summer movie previews.
1: No, we did the billboard stuff.
0: The billboard stuff, that's right. Oh, that was
1: good. And then some of those songs you played at your wedding. That's
0: that's true, that's true. Uh, No one else got it except for you and me, but that's fine. Mm. Um, So why don't we... You know, I we figured, we were talking about this beforehand. Oh, you know what? No, before we do that, I want you to tell a story. I think it's story time.
1: Gather around. Gather it. around, children. Oh, uh, I th- you're talking about like my, my yeah. past like 48 hours? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I officially hate all airlines. and oh, All of them?
0: I thought it was just. No, because
1: I think all airlines do the same
0: bull. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I can't finish that <laughs> that word because I feel like we shouldn't purse. Um, so, yeah, I had a one-day work trip to Boston, and instead of taking the train like a normal human being, I figured I would do, like, one-fourth of the four-hour um, train ride and take a flight. And if Ballsy um,
0: move, by the way. Ballsy move.
1: You know, I live on the edge, and uh, my flight... On Wednesday it was supposed to take off at four PM. Do you want to venture a guess what time it
0: actually? I mean, well, I was following the live tweets, and but I didn't follow it. I didn't. I wasn't there from the beginning. I got there towards like the tail end.
1: I don't of even it. think that I live tweeted the Wednesday one. I think I was live tweeting the Thursday flight.
0: Oh really? It, it was one where it was like you stacked them right and so was it like 11 p.m. Yeah. is that one yeah. right if i, I remember you know correctly? What
1: that that's 7 hours later <laughs> considering i got to the
0: airport like
1: 2 hours before my flight you
0: could have gone there on train and back
1: my lift <laughs> driver to the airport half jokingly was like you i can just take you guys i, I was with my coworker <laughs> to um to boston and like i looked it up like and it was like 200 something uh-huh. dollars. And I was like, that's actually cheaper than my flight. Um, but uh-huh. we were joking. Uh-huh. I did not know that <laughs> I would re- live to regret those words. So like, first of all, United, you suck. The worst. The worst airline. And also, don't text me non-updates. Like, <laughs> now your flight is delayed. It'll take off at 8.10. And then like 30 minutes later, it'll take off at 8.00. Twenty I'm like, stop. Just gather your thoughts. Let me know where my aircraft is and then send me home if you're going to do this. And then not only that, they texted me 13 times just a, we're sorry about your delay. Here's $15 off on like, like any restaurant in this terminal. Could you stack it? No. Oh, it it wasn't $15 times 13. It was just 13 texts of the same message. Because
0: that would have, might have been worth. It. No. No. Wait. Let me do the math. You keep.
1: Fifteen times thirteen. I, no. Nothing is worth waiting at the airport for seven hours. One
0: hundred ninety-five
1: dollars, Jen. Of food that I have to eat that like at that moment, it wasn't yeah, like even like airplanes. Like it was literally like while you're waiting, mm-hmm. go have. I would have just <laughs> bought like three bottles of wine and just drank the whole thing. Um, but like it was because I guess I just never. Never understood that, like, every f- airplane is mapped to a specific route, right? So uh-huh. you can't just pull planes off of, like, different right. routes to put you on an earlier flight out or whatever. And then the weather, obviously, is, de- like, determines whether you're taking off or... Is the weather bad? N- well, here's the thing. It's not necessarily the weather of like your current place of destination and then the place you're going to. It's the weather of like wherever your plane is coming from or like wherever your plane has to go past to yeah, get to you. True, true. So like I don't even know where our plane was coming from, but the United mm-hmm. terminal at the Newark Airport. <gasps> I've seen things I've never I never want to see again. I I saw like grown-ups crying. Obviously babies were crying everywhere. And then I like saw people like literally having like a
0: meltdown. Um, and it's important to note that just like less than a year ago, it's really fascinating you say that because less than a year ago you were at Wellesley on election night,
1: crying at, and and like and this my- yeah, yeah, no, that was I think that's worse because oh, okay. <laughs> the fate of the whole country was.
0: Did you was almost the- a universe?
1: Well, I mean, we we are the most powerful country that's in true. the nation uh, in the world. Um, So then, yeah, so then I, like, I landed in Boston, like, at midnight, and then I, like, checked into my hotel for, like, a very expensive nap, because I had an early morning meeting, and so, you know, you might be asking, oh, what about your flight back? Well, Deja Vu, (laughs) I was supposed to take off at 7, and we literally didn't take off until 11. 12? So five hours. Mm -hmm, And that was a JetBlue flight. But then five plus the two hours that I was there. So I was at the airport for nine hours and then seven hours. And, um, you know, Drop Blue, they were so nice enough to give us, like, bottles of water and, like, snacks. And I was like, okay, so I am going to take three bags of (laughs) cheeses. And I am going to eat them all right now. <laughs> I was, like, stress eating. And then I was trying to do work, but, like, all the emails I was writing, like, sounded, like, so angry. So I couldn't even do that. It was just such a waste of time and, like, human, like, I lo- I saw my soul and my mind leave my body. And I don't think they've returned yet. So if I sound really hollow during this podcast, it's because I'm, like, so tired. Um, and then, of course, you know, like, I got home at, like, 2 a.m., I got into a Uber and the Uber guy was like, where are you going? And I was like, Newark. My car is parked in Newark. And he was like, I can't take you. So I had to get out of home. Oh. Like I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I got home at 2 and then I had to wake up early for an early morning meeting. So that's how my... And I'm delirious. I'm so tired. Yeah, okay. But I hate all of the airlines. I I, I literally wrote JetBlue and United like these, this like long email while I was waiting because I was angry and Um, Can you forward me those
0: emails? Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to get, like, a $12 voucher (laughs) for my next flight. I, like, never want to fly again. Like, it was so bad. I've never had um, such long delays before. Uh, (sighs) Oh, one more thing. So then the JetBlue flight finally came in at, like, 1040. Uh, So, like, the guy was, like, the gate agent first of all don't make announcements if you don't know what you're saying or doing so he was like okay your flight's coming in from baltimore and they're gonna take off soon so like we'll get you like we'll we'll keep you updated with them and then like 30 minutes later okay they're finally taking off i'm like you said that 30 minutes ago so they took off and he was like they should get here in an hour and a half and then he gets on again he's like actually they made up for um time in the air so they'll get here even faster and so like people are just like great like whatever and then the plane lands and we see the plane land and like taxi at our gate and he says something about like okay so the crew might not be able to work this flight Hmm? because airline like crew members and like pilots like they can only work a certain amount of hours um of their choosing and so i was like so so the plane our plane's here but like you're telling me that like we can't go because the crew's not gonna work like that's when like shit went down like people (laughs) were screaming at him and he was like I called my supervisor I was like why is your supervisor not here already like and so then the pilot came on who was like no we can take them so then we boarded but like it just I learned so much about how like airplanes and flights work and I just never want to go back to the airport ever again. That's awesome. That's a phenomenal So we're just going to train it from now on everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm going to Asia in like (laughs) three weeks.
0: Take me on a boat.
1: (laughs) On a boat? (laughs) It'll take me the entire time that I took off to get there. Like, I can't. That's excellent. you know, I hope you didn't have any travel delays when you were going to your honeymoon. No,
0: no, honeymoon, the no travel delays, everything was fine if anything we were the delay we kept like cutting it real close Ugh. you know what i mean that is that was like nerve-wracking and they nerve, you know, are like, like sweating and like running. And yeah no um, but it was it was good it was good um people should know when i because i knew about it you know while it was happening and then i asked you if you want to reschedule the podcast and your reply was like no punctuation all caps no apostrophes. No, I'm fine. Just in all. Just in all. Caps. And you know that's unusual for me, right? I was I, like, oh, was Caps Lock I on by accident? No, nope. nope, I was screaming it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. All right. Now that we're caught up uh, for this. What are we week's, talking
1: about yeah, this? Week? For this
0: week's episode, uh, instead of being like, oh, like, what movie did we watch, and like, how was it? What did you think?
1: Are you um, imitating us? <laughs>
0: imitating myself uh, is that how we usually talk that's me imitating myself okay right uh i figured we could talk about the movies we've seen but um kind of frame it with a with a certain question because i think you and i have different thoughts about this because i said this just like offhand Mm -hmm. and you seem like you're not on board i don't know i don't know i think we just need to talk about it and we will talk about it yeah uh is 2017 actually, like, a good movie year? And then you asked for clarification, because I was like, yeah, 2017 is, like, a, a sneaky good movie year. And you're like, what does that mean? Yeah. And critically I was like, you, you don't like, like, I didn't even know. Critically or, like, um, financially? Right. So I, I, would, I would say both. Okay. That, um, that... It, 2017 isn't one of the best movie years to date but um, it has all these like surprises mm-hmm. and it has all these movies that are outperforming both expectations? Criti- outperforming okay. expectations both critically and commercially I think
1: okay can you give us examples yeah
0: so there I don't think there's been a lot of there haven't been too many like disasters right there's not like a suicide there aren't like five suicide squads right um so do you want should i talk about the movies uh actually no no let's do this so let's go through month by month right each month had at least one solid movie so far Mm -hmm. right january had hidden figures february had john wick 2 march had logan and kong skull island uh, April had Fast 8, and these next two months, this is where it gets, it's a, it's kind of a stretch. It's kind of, so April has Fast 8, and that's a little bit of a stretch. May had Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and that's a little bit of a stretch. Those two, not commercially, but at least critically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, June was a strong month with Wonder Woman and Baby Driver, and then July had Spider-Man, Dunkirk, and the last week had uh, Atomic Blonde.
1: Okay. You, in your list, actually are missing
0: the movie that's made the most money. <gasps>
1: really? Yeah. Can I guess what it is? What is it?
0: I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I, have no, I have no guess. I've, I don't know why I said, wait, wait. What month? March. Really? hmm What it, did you say for March? Logan and Kong Skull. Neither not either one of those. No. It's a, is it an animated movie?
1: No, but...
0: Wait, why do you say it like that?
1: Because it's kind of
0: basic. Oh! Beauty and the Beast.
1: Beauty and the Beast has made $500 million. I'm sorry, what? It's made half a billion dollars um, uh,
0: domestically. Dome- not even mm-hmm. worldwide? Yeah. Oh,
1: In smokes. 2017. So, Beauty and the Beast, five hundred. Wonder Woman three hundred ninety seven so far. Guardians of the Galaxy three hundred eighty eight. That is yeah. So those are the
0: three. Beauty and the Beast made half a bill. Oh my god! According
1: to Box Office Mojo.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. All right, so. So yeah, did you watch Beauty and the Beast? Mm, I loved
1: it. Yeah. I mean, I. I love Dan Stevens who plays the Beast, even though his face is only in the actual, um, on the actual screen for like five minutes and i love emma watson i do not think that they particularly had any chemistry Mm. but i just thought it was such a true and faithful adaptation um to the animation and Mm. also um, some of the tweaks that they made i thought they made for the better like giving Belle more of a backstory and just kind of building up her like Intelligent, so like you know, I think I may have mentioned this before, but like you know, like in the original, like Belle's like always lost in books, and like that's always ki- that's kind of like translated into like not necessarily she's so smart, but like oh, she's always just like in her own world, lost in her thoughts. Whereas here, mm-hmm. like Belle's very much like the intelligent, like intellect kind, she,
0: she invents laundry, yep, you know, she invents the laundry. Who machine. knew?
1: <laughs> So, yeah. So, I mean, going back to your question, um, it's hard. It's hard because, like, I feel like when we... It's... Okay, first of all, I think there are no original ideas left anymore, I guess. But Hollywood has this problem of doing sequels or, like, reverting back... um, Reverting to things that have already proven to be successful and then building on those things. And so... Like half the movies you mentioned are those things. If oh, they're way not full, then they're yeah. And so I guess in terms of like creativity or whatever, like I don't I don't know. I don't know that I'm gonna look back in twenty seventeen. But not that I like can look yeah, back in a back yeah, yeah, specific a year and like remember all of these things. But yeah, I think that's kind of why I was giving you the face, not because I like completely disagree with it. I think there are some solid movies that came out this year. Um, I haven't really watched as many as I mm. wanted to. But. So
0: you know what? Why don't we get into that then? Let's talk about the movies we have watched. Okay. Right. Okay. I mean,
1: you mean like um, <clears throat> over the summer, not like over this whole year. Right.
0: Right. right yeah. Right, over the summer. Um. So even though this movie came out in January, yeah,
1: I'm so bossy. I told you to talk about that first.
0: <laughs> even though this movie came out in January, I uh, so the flight from uh, Newark. Did you have a direct flight? No, we didn't have a direct flight. Are there flight. direct flights? There are. There okay. Are. So, but we had a layover in, uh, I think it was, I don't remember where we had a layover actually, to be honest. Only
1: for a few hours, not. Yeah, late. it was
0: okay. only for like a, a few hours. Uh, we had a layover on like the West Coast, mm-hmm. and then from the West Coast we went to uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. And so I watched, and then, ah oh, man, then we watched, so I watched *Him Figures mm-hmm. from Newark. To the West Coast, yeah. and it was delightful. Yeah, it is so great, and it it wasn't like it didn't blow me away, did but you, it made me feel good the whole time. And I did you have
1: a smile on your face the whole the time? whole
0: time, the whole time. And That's amazing. It was. I had forgotten the last time I had watched a movie where, and there's obviously like conflict in the movie, and it does you know touch upon like really deep. Like issues, yeah, you know. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Hidden Figures is a movie about you know three women who work at NASA, you know, uh, before the like during the time of um, like the space race, and you know, their kind of like uh role in NASA and how it's like never really been uh documented before or uh much publicized before. And it was it was just such a nice story, like, even though, like I said, there are, like, times where, like, things don't work out, and they have to face, like, racism, and, like, sexism and stuff, um, it's never, like, super traumatic, you know, and it's always, like, it's in the background the whole time, but it's never, like, in your face, like, oh, here's, there's racism going on right here, you know, in this situation, um, and when it is, it's, like, they take their pain, and they, um, turn it into anger, and, like, fuel, and it's just, man, it was great, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Our guy, Mahershala Ali, he's in it. What a surprise when he showed up on screen. I had no idea he was going to be in it. And I was like, hey, I know this guy. Not personally, but I know this guy. Um, The one drawback is not ideal viewing experience. Eight-inch United Flight. (laughs) I
1: thought (laughs) you were into that kind of viewing
0: experience. Like
1: the (laughs) on the phone kind
0: of. Okay. The background of, of this being that I told, so we don't have a TV in our apartment. And I was yet. like, oh, that's like <laughs> the first thing I invested. And um, I, I mentioned that I actually don't mind it so much because my um, ideal viewing situation is on my phone. I know that sounds insane. No, but I think that's. I think you're kind of on trend with everybody. Because I like the screen as close to my face as possible, right? <clears throat> but that's also like yeah the eight inch screen yeah that works like size wise yeah. for me but you know i have, to have headphones on mm-hmm. and i'm not cool with that like i want the phone but oh, i okay. want the speaker on it you're and-
1: nice enough to not like whip it like <laughs>
0: just bother everybody <laughs> exactly in. and i also like to be like laying down when i'm watching on a small screen like that okay. So whether I'm in bed or, like, on the couch, yeah. like, laying down okay. with it, like, in the air above me. Okay. You know, that's the ideal viewing situation. Yeah. yeah, But, I mean, it was so good that I didn't even mind. Okay. So it was delightful. All right.
1: I didn't watch it. I feel terrible. I wanted to watch it so badly, and then I got my act together,
0: and I just... By then it was already... Yeah. Um, I'm sure you didn't find it
1: I'm sure somewhere. now it's it see should be on DVD. rentable or, or yeah, yeah it should be yeah, rentable yeah, for yeah, sure 100 yeah. yeah. i like to not rent and just wait until it's like completely free what do you mean like renting you still have to pay a certain amount when,
0: how would it be free
1: like when it's on like netflix or HBO. oh, right? yeah. oh i see what you're saying yeah, okay yeah,
0: oh, yeah. okay gotcha because i, mean, no, I, I was like you still for for the, pay for I'm those pay services for, here, no, here, yeah. i
1: mean like yeah no i don't think about that <laughs> I forget <laughs> because they take money from me every month that I'm actually like paying for it every month. Uh, but you know what I mean. Like, I, I, I do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I
0: do know. Okay, I'm not
1: okay, going to yeah. pay 3.99 for to rent the movie when like in X amount of months, like yeah. it'll be absorbed into the monthly fee that I pay yes, yes. every every
0: platform. Agreed. Oh, there's another movie I watched, yeah, but it wasn't from it wasn't released 2017 though.
1: What was it?
0: Magnificent Seven.
1: Oh, did you like it?
0: Uh, it was alright.
1: What do you think of the Korean guy?
0: Oh Oh, he was good.
1: Oh okay. He was good. Did he speak English? I, uh kinda. Of. Does he have a lot of dialogue or screen time or he's got plenty
0: of screen time. Okay. Let's say this. I'll say this. Like he had as much screen time as like any of the other like lower tier members of like the gang. Um obviously not as much as like Denzel or Chris Pratt or even like Ethan Hawke. Yeah. But I mean it was okay. It was fine. It, the movie was I'm a huge fan of like, let's get like the band back together again, okay. or it could be like let's go make a band. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, those kind. Of, but the action was like not. I almost stopped. Fell asleep. Oh, okay. I was like falling asleep during the last like, I'd say like the last thirty minutes of the movie. That doesn't really bode yeah. well for. But yeah. the recruiting part i'm like so into yeah you know like oceans 11 where yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah let's get yeah, this yeah, guy and that guy part, yeah. love it ocean's love 11, the first y- yeah, yeah. La- that part i i, I enjoy so it oh, was yeah. all right,
1: all right.
0: Yeah. okay uh, what should we talk about next what so
1: we about next? let's talk about the second biggest movie of this year wonder woman
0: wonder woman when did you watch it
1: I watched the opening weekend because I felt strongly that oh, that's I didn't right. that's support right. the strong female character. And I didn't need to because it like broke all kinds yeah. of records. It was like, uh, thanks for your contribution, Jen. Really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but it was fun to watch it in a packed theater and like just have people be really uh, enthusiastic mm, about... Right. Um, so, you know, I don't really like superhero movies. Like, I don't care for superhero movies. Right. Movie. We've, we've talked about that. Um, and so I don't really know where it stacks up against other superhero movies and like you know your thoughts on that kind of stuff all I know is the that ones. good okay sure. that's great um, I also kind of felt like it was a little bit too long and like maybe like <sighs> in, like the third act yeah. or so or just the, the yeah. central villain like I wasn't really like I what I loved was the first 15 minutes of oh. the training montage of all of those like strong women and then and then i guess kind of the build-up to um like the big showdown at the end so like everything that happens before gets tense. yeah and then i was really into her um big relationship with chris pine
0: they got chemistry going on they
1: have a lot of chemistry and um
0: i feel like he has a lot of chemistry with everyone
1: you know what i I didn't i wasn't a like a huge chris pine fan but like now i'm just like oh chris pine i like you like i think you're great and like even in all the interviews and stuff like i think he knows like this movie's not about him it's literally big it's so much bigger than yeah and like he was super deferential to like gall and like whatever um and then and then also i feel like You can tell the movie was directed by a woman too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the only really good example that I have about that is like, um, like I think she, like when she like jumps and then she lands, like her thighs jiggle, and like that was so nice to see because like she's perfect, right? Like she's just perfect, like I, she's just beautiful and she's a goddess, but like any, I feel like if it was a male director or any other movie, like they would have freaking photoshop that out like because it doesn't belong in that whole like idea of like this like beautiful superhero woman and like i don't know it just it just it felt so like authentic and true um to what they were trying to do so i loved it minus the length and the villain what what are your thoughts can i tell
0: you some of the things i didn't like yeah yeah Um, and i
1: i'm also like (coughs) i have very short like uh bad short term memory so like I don't really remember everything that happened but
0: um yeah I'm with you there's a random fourth act in this movie where it's like the last fifteen minutes is like this fight scene and it's it like turns into it gets like really superhero y mm-hmm. really quick. Mm-hmm. You know and before that it doesn't It's not it like Shifts into and, and I think my my guess is that
1: do you think they got notes?
0: Uh, I don't know about notes, but I would say it was like because I'm sure who is the director Patty Jenkins. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she knew she was directing like the precursor to Justice League, uh-huh. you know, and okay. so they're like oh yeah, we need to do. But like, she's a fight not
1: directing, scene. right? No, mm-hmm. no.
0: Funny enough. They've spent so much money on these reshoots, and they've spent enough time and resources on the reshoots
1: uh, for Justice League.
0: Yeah, they've spent enough time and resources on this on the reshoots where I think direct, directing credits go to Joss Whedon. I think I've heard that. Oh wow! Because it was Zack Snyder, and I think there was like a really bad, unfortunate, terrible. Yeah. I, I don't know. I like actually feel bad that I don't know exactly what happened, but I believe it, it was like personal family, maybe someone's death or something. I'm, I, I I'm not completely sure. Um, I almost feel irresponsible for not knowing what exactly happened that made I mean, Zack Snyder like uh, pull out, but Josh Whedon is.
1: It wasn't, it was more than just like the stuff that happened with his family, like
0: his daughter. I think that's exactly what it is. That's what, the only what happened reason? again?
1: I think his daughter like committed suicide Oof. or like,
0: um, Damn. yeah. Um, I, think, I think that is what it I think that
1: but not, not because it was anything like creative differences or anything No like, no,
0: no, no, like, no 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 yeah it was just exactly nerd. No, no, no. It was just that and so obviously he, you know, he has to like pull out uh, yeah. and then Josh Whedon and I think they've done it before I think he's getting directing director credits interesting. So yeah I, I mean I, who knows Who okay. knows I have no idea yeah. Um, So yeah I mean knowing that oh, uh, knowing that uh, I think Patty Jenkins and the studio were probably on the same page. About, like, oh, we have to do, like, a fight scene. And there was, like, this fight scene at the end. And it's, like, really... It's a lot of CGI where, like, the movie didn't have too much CGI. Yeah. You know, for the most part. And then I was just watching it, and I was like... Man, it, like, totally sucked me out of, like, what I... Like, the world I was in up until that point,
1: you know? So, I think that, um... It's inevitable that the movie was so long and then there was like all these different acts and tones and shifts to it because well first of all it's um it's an origin story, right? So they have to fit True. all of that backstory in and then and then move forward with telling the story. But secondly, like I think that the movie and like Patty Jenkins and everybody involved in it, like it was under so much pressure to like the the implication like the the movie is so much bigger than the actual movie itself right like what it means to have a female lead what it means to have a female superhero what it means to like create this world that like not only women but like men can respond to and like critically and financially um you know like people like make money but also be a movie that like people want to see in.
0: I'd say the latter yeah. more than the former too because yeah. like, I think what it had going for it was the expectation I mean it had a lot of It's. it was in this weird zone where it had a lot of expectations but no it had a lot of pressure but the expectations were also kind of low because every DC expanded universe movie has been terrible mm. like terrible um, and like even the ones that were like fine when they came out yeah, in hindsight are even worse now you know and like this was, like, the first good one, and people were like, oh, this is, like... As opposed to, like, if they'd all been good, mm-hmm. I think people would have been critical unfairly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, kudos to you guys for coming in and saving the day. Uh, I have two other things yeah. I didn't like yeah. about the movie, um, but they're not as important. Like, way too many, like, uh, dick comments, mm-hmm. you know? Like, oh, would you say you're, like, the average man? He's like, ah, like, above ends. Like, you know? Mm, okay. You know? And the other one... and It's just, like, I don't know. Just, like, a little too... He's like, oh, no, I sleep with women, you know, but I don't, like, sleep with... You but know? that
1: was, like... I, that was so funny. Like, it was just Chris Pine just being, like, flustered
0: and dumb. I guess. Um,
1: I guess. But that's interesting that you picked up on that. Yeah.
0: I, just, I was just, like, this is... It's too much. It's, like, it was very, like, heavy-handed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it, especially, you know, with... Especially because it was a movie where, like, a lot of things were handled so gracefully, Mm -hmm. you know, that was kind of just like, oh, let's put a penis joke in there, you know? Um, The other one was kind of like, it it was a little too much like, oh, what is this? Ice cream? Oh, it is delicious. Oh, you're a magician. You do a good call. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that good? You know what I mean? Like, Oh, it's delicious. What is this? Ice cream? What is this? Oh, it's so good! You I'm know, sorry, what's your point? It's just like there was like a there was like a portion of the movie where like oh here's her introduction to like the world where she's like. Oh, what these secretary, okay. you know, and then she tells her, Oh, where I'm gone, we call those slaves, you know, and then she's like trying to it. Like, how is a woman supposed to fight in the, you know, yeah, there's, yeah, and then like, and it was cute and it was great and it was funny, I was laughing, it was very charming, and then we move on, yeah, and then it like kept, they kept bringing it back, you know what I mean, and I was like, Oh man, like, we don't have to do this, like. The you mean whole the, time. the jokey
1: aspect of it? Not the You're jokey aspect. Or like self discovery. Because I. The self the discovery I think, part of it. Okay, so I know it's an actual superhero movie, but to me, this is like a character movie. Like a character. Oh, story 100%, 100%. Because it's all about Diana's self discovery. Um, like, against this new world that she's introduced to, right? Her self discovery against, like, this new relationship that she's, like, embarking mm-hmm. on. It's against, like, this like larger cause and villain that she has to fight. So like the thing that made it a great movie was just this like telling of who this person is, how she like responds to things and functions in this in this in these scenarios that she's like thrown against. And so that self-discovery aspect of it like I think is like the anchor to like
0: yeah. the
1: movie. Um and then it helps when it's like kind of like funny. So it's not just, like, oh, we get it. Like, this is, like, such a
0: boring, like, origin, backstory kind of movie. Yeah, I think when it's self-discovery, like, the dancing part, like, oh, what this dance? You know <laughs> okay, what I I mean?
1: really or- like that you are. <laughs> you should try out for the next movie.
0: <laughs> so, like, that part, like, the self-discovery, like, oh, I'm into dancing. Yeah. I'm into dancing with Chris Pine. But the, like, the... Like what? Like what does ice cream have to do with self discovery? You know what I mean? Like I I totally get what you're saying. Like I think I am being too harsh when it comes to when I put it all under one yeah. umbrella. Yeah. But there were some things where I was just like, okay, come on. You know what I mean? Like enough. Like like it's cool, but like you don't have to keep. Yeah. Bringing it back, like oh, in like a different act of like the because you know it's three hours. So, like let's just keep it. Let's, let's can, keep let's, it let's, moving. Let's, let's moving, guys. Okay. Let's keep moving. But no. But and again. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was solid. I thought I had a very good time watching it. It went by, even though it was. It went viral. It went viral. by quick. Yeah. yeah. It went by quick. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Okay. There's that. Uh Do you want to talk about um, the movie that you got around to watching that I didn't get a chance to? This is something that's on my list. <sighs> okay. So, this is my favorite movie of 2017. Wow. That is a. Bold statement, I had to put my glass of water down. I was about to take a sip. This is your favorite movie of 2017. Do you know
1: why? Because much like Wonder Woman putting a, like a fresh um perspective on like superhero movies. Right, right, right. This made me feel like my faith in rom-coms
0: are res- are restored. That is per I'm so sorry, to cut you off. that is perfect because yeah. I need to take the wife out to watch a rom-com
1: good this i think solid solid okay it's funny enough for people who don't like rom-coms it's hilarious like the movie's so funny is really yeah cool, right? kumail nanjani is like a comedian and he's funny um and the and he co-wrote this movie with his real life wife so the movie is based on their relationship right, right. and she's also like a comedy writer so it, like the movie is actually really funny and it's not like the traditional rom-com because um, I don't think this is a spoiler, but the movie is basically about, like, their real-life relationship. So um, he, in the movie, he works as, like, a Uber driver while, like, doing stand-up. And um, it, during one of his shows, like, she comes, watches him, and then, like, um, like she kind of heckles him. And then they, like, start talking after the show, and then they start dating. What she doesn't know that is that, like, he's Pakistani-American, so, like, his parents are, like... Super set on like him marrying a Pakistani woman, and like every time he comes home, like there's always there's like some woman there that like his parents are trying to set him up with, so like he keeps their relationship a secret. And so, um, and so they actually end up like breaking up, and then shortly thereafter, like he gets a call that she's super, super sick, and they have to put her in a medically induced coma. So, unlike different rom coms, like the movie. The movie has to make the the two characters um, and their relationship, their budding romance, like believable, mm-hmm. because she kind of disappears for the rest of the movie because she's oh. in that coma, and so then you have to believe that this guy is fighting for a girl. Like even though we only got to see like a fraction of their like right. romance play out, that like he truly, truly loves this girl because she's like not available for the rest of the movie, most of the movie Mm -hmm. um and then it's also about like her parents come like from wherever they are from like to be by her bedside and the her parents are played by um ray romano and holly hunter and they're just really really great too but the movie is just um it's so nice to see him in the role because he's so charming and yeah. I would date him and I don't really like think that I at this point in my life want to date like someone who's like juggling like four jobs <laughs> and like you know and at that age I'm like if you haven't made it as a stand up comic yet then I don't think you should be doing it but even I would date him because he's so like charming and uh, it's just a case of like not all rom com lead actors or romantic leads right. or people who are deemed
0: attractive. Right.
1: Have to be white males. Do you know what I mean? Of
0: like a certain build and a certain height. Yeah. Um,
1: the only and so the move this movie, like it premiered at Sundance earlier this year. Um, it's gotten like such great reviews. I think it was like ninety-seven the last time, like ninety-seven wow. percent Rotten uh-huh. Tomatoes, um, the last time I checked. And um it's It's just, I think it reaffirms this idea that we need more diversity and like, and diversity can also sell. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's just, I don't know. I think you'll like it, but then I don't want to hype it up too much in case you
0: don't. I, the trailer looks really good.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, like all the characters are just really likable and all of the characters like you see what their motivations are and like it's just I don't know like I just really really liked it the only criticism that I like the true criticism that I've seen for this movie is um yet again the male actor may be of color but like he doesn't he pines for like a white woman and For this movie, like, I think it's a little bit of an unfair, um, like, criticism only because it's literally based on real life, life. and, um, so it's not even a matter of, like, oh, we blind casted, and this white woman happened to be the best one. Like, Emily Gordon, who is his real-life wife, like, she's actually, she's a white person, and that's what the story is about, like, the opposition of, you know, his, um, the opposition of his parents to, like, their, their relationship- is because she's white so like and that's a very central like part of this whole story but i can see why people like women of color um especially like brown women who like get like you know side casted as like you know unattractive or like not because they're not being like portrayed in like these like positive lights um this is just another film to add to that right um so i hope you um Get to go watch it soon. Let me know what it what you think. Um, when the movie came out, um, Kumail like was like, you know what? This opening weekend. I will tweet back at everybody who tweets at me. And I think he he really tried to do it. Uh, I did not watch this movie opening weekend, but I watched it, like, I think the second weekend. And, like, I tweeted about how much I loved it and how much, like, um, uh, it meant. And he liked my tweet, So, like, he it's, liked it. okay, it's that's better than nothing. nothing yeah, but, yeah, you know, than I, I, want, I want to tweet. <laughs> I also want to be verified. <laughs> that's a different conversation.
0: One day. One day we'll one get verified. Um, okay, perfect. No, I'm super excited um put that we'll put that on the list.
1: Uh, oh, can I yes. just say one thing of before course. we move on to yes. our next movie? Yes. So this movie um is an Amazon like it was produced by Amazon, oh, yeah, right, right. distributed by Amazon. So um you know obviously Amazon is kind of uh with their like Amazon Prime, they're moving and I mean they're a big player in um in I guess the the streaming world, yeah. but in terms of their original content, they are trying they're breaking into the movie scene.
0: Yes, they are. Yes, they are.
1: And this movie will be available on Amazon, I think, in a couple of like months. But they're giving it a theatrical run, which I actually think is like super important for movies.
0: They're being both uh, progressive and traditional at the yeah, same time, yeah. which I, I certainly appreciate. I appreciate I it yeah. a lot. But the next movie that we're going to be talking about is not that's that. Great yeah. segue. I that got great you. Segue. Okay, that's, <laughs> that gives a perfect segue into our next film, which did not have a theatrical release because it was uh, produced, distributed by Netflix, mm-hmm. and is on Netflix only. And this is called Okja, mm-hmm. right? And there's a movie that you had told me about.
1: Remember I talked about it um, a couple of weeks ago because we were talking about the Cannes Film Festival? Yes, <laughs> it was
0: about the film festival. That's yeah. right. Um and so, this movie is about... And this um, We both watched it. It's about a super pig. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, this company that makes... Uh, it's, it's, a, a, it's a meat... It's a meat... It's their meat industry. It's the meat industry, right? And so, um, they... This company finds this super pig. Well... Or it's just, But it's genetically modified, yes. right? And then they, like reproduce them and then they send them out to like different farmers across the world and in like ten years they'll find the best super super pig, pig yeah and then you know it'll be like an event and one of them is in a farm in South Korea because the director is a South Korean director. He's done a snow piercer which is another like half Korean, half American film, and people have asked me because I I say that to people. I'm like, what does that mean, half Korean, half American? I think it's like, like ha- like there are two production companies, right? Mm. And then half the movie was financed from a South Korean production company, and half the movie was financed by uh, by Netflix. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's a South Korean director, and he's uh, employed like South Korean and American actors before. Um, and it's the story about like the super pig who has a relationship with this girl like the granddaughter of the farmer yeah and they're like wild and like really dark adventure yeah um what did you think about it?
1: um I liked it it didn't make me want to not eat meat but that's also like I just don't think you can show me anything that Written will make me feel like I can and you
0: never like I
1: think I abstained from it for a couple of days or weeks like after but like i don't know that i can be like fully like vegetarian yeah. i mean i'm sure because like
0: none of the patties have like faces on them so right never gonna not like oh <laughs> you're
1: eating okja
0: <laughs> so i remember like after the movie i was like pretty deeply disturbed and and my wife is like D- are you okay i was like i don't know and she was like do you want to not eat meat i was like could you do that and she was like well do you want to i was like no <laughs> I, was, like, I don't i don't i don't know
1: um, so obviously the movie is, like, a statement against, it's, like, anti-capitalism, anti... And, like, the... Yeah, even more than, like, the, the whole mass, meat industry. Right, right, like, right, Yeah.
0: More than that, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, in that sense, and then the yeah. fact that, like, Okja, the pig... So, Okja is one of the mm-hmm. ten super pigs at this, um, the Miranda Corporation, which is a meat-producing, you know, like, multi billion dollar company they pre- they create this super pig and um the super pig that they create that we focus on is Okja she's super cute right she's and like, like it's like capable. clearly super
0: intelligent has a personality has a very deep meaningful and like very um real relationship with Mija, which yeah. is like the main character I forgot her
1: name so yeah, yeah. totally so
0: like it, it, it goes out of its way in the first like 10 minutes of, like, you seeing Mija and, and, and Okja together. Yeah. Being like, oh, like, this super piglet has saved her life. Yeah. Is, like, super smart. Is, like, essentially as smart as a per- person. It's, like, her best friend. Yeah. The only difference is, like, it just can't talk. Yeah. You know? That's that's really the only difference.
1: Um, So, in a way, like, the movie's a little bit
0: manipulative, right? Like, yeah, it, definitely. Because um, I thought, I was like, wait, not all cows are, yeah. not all pigs are, like, I mean, i mean. I'm sure to a certain extent, like more than I know, yeah. But they're not like as smart as the super pig, yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah, that's where like the manipulation comes into play.
1: Um, and then you know, like it's very clearly like you know who the bad guys are, you yeah. know who the good guys are. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like there are certain parts of the movie that I was like not into, like mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal's character. I thought it was a really bold choice of him, like, acting choice him. of him to, like, play the character that way, but it was really distracting and I, like, kind of wish that, like, both he and the director, like, kind of toned that down a little bit because it yeah. takes away from, like, That's every scene that. Yeah. that he's mm-hmm. in, and it's I think director. he's great actor, like, and he wasn't terrible in the movie, like, I just didn't think it to interesting interesting be that way. Um, the other interesting part about this is, like... um, So, Steve Yoon from The Walking Dead is in this, and he plays a Korean-American character. He's very... um, It's very deliberate. He's deliberately...
0: Oh, I'm so sorry. I should... I don't know how to mute my computer. Um, (laughs) uh, At least they know we're not just making things up as we go along. I, I muted it. Sorry, guys.
1: But it's... He it's interesting because, like, you see characters on screen who are, who look like S- Steve, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the fact that he's Korean-American is actually a very integral part of his character oh, yeah, yeah. because he's, like, responsible for, like, translating. He's and so there's good. this whole scene where, like, they it's bust so out it's Okja so and Mija and, like, he's the only person who's able to, like, translate for them because he plays one of the, like, I guess they're kind of akin to, like, PETA. Yeah. Like, they're trying to um you're trying to really like instead of like having okja go to a slaughterhouse like they're trying to really like you know um save her and um there are parts of that scene that i thought were like so interesting and important because it really does go to show you like how important translation is right yeah and um And then, like, at the end, he even gets a tattoo (laughs) that's, that's, like, the translation is, like, so important or something like that. Um, So I really enjoyed, like, seeing that as a Korean-American. I don't know how it looks if you, like, don't understand Korean. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, I don't know if that's, like, loss on people. I think it'll make sense to anyone who is bilingual and has... To have done, who, who've had to have done that before in their lives, whether it's for their family okay. or for their friends or, you know, at work or something. I think everyone, not everyone, but like, it'll, it'll resonate. You don't have to be Korean. Okay.
1: You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can
0: speak another language. English or maybe you're somewhere you live somewhere else and you speak two different languages and you're bilingual and you've had to do your parents speak one language but mm-hmm. the country you live in you know like it's another dominant language I think that is like universal that like bilingual experience yeah you know so yeah, yeah I liked it I thought it was great um it was good I, I, I do see what you're saying now where you know in these films like so the two being Oak John Snowpiercer the some of the white characters do tend to be, like, kind of caricatures. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Not really fully developed. There's not a lot of depth there. Uh, there are exceptions. Like, I thought Paul Dano's character was, like, fine in this one. Uh, and Chris Evans' character in Snowpiercer is, like, really great. Yeah. Too, you know? Um But, yeah. Uh, you know, this leads... I mean, do you have any other thoughts on Okja before, like, the question this leads us to?
1: Um, I mean, I just felt like there are so many exaggerated stereotypes, especially for the Western characters. Oh, yeah. And, like, the people who are the most, like, developed and layered are, like, the Korean characters. Which I think, you know, like, it's just an interesting flip of that coin of, um, when you watch a Western film, like, you barely know what the lives of, like, these people who are serving you food or, like, you know, people who tend to be, like, not, um... Yes. Western characters. So the
0: ratio uh, is one, two billion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I I I'm not sure. I don't think this is it because I think it's been fairly well reviewed and people have watched it, but like I feel like we maybe responded to it a little bit more because of like who it was made by and some of the yeah. things that like are in the movie. So I I don't know. I think people should still watch it. And if you're a vegetarian, you're gonna love it. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh but this movie does make me ask A certain question Which is Okay so um, I have no idea How much this movie Costs to make Mm -hmm. Right Um, But the reports Are And this came out Like a little Maybe like a week Or so ago That Netflix Has accrued And we've said this before On our podcast Multiple times Where Netflix Is swimming in money They have so much money That's why they're making All this content Because they have so much money They have accrued the last I read, uh, over twenty billion dollars worth of long-term debt. That's crazy. I don't even really know what that means. Um, that's crazy. I'm not a big finance person. I'm assuming what that means is even though they, you did the math, right? So you were like, they just celebrated hundred million subscribers. If each one pays seven ninety-nine a month, that's you know seven hundred ninety-nine. Well, you did the math actually, but no. so yeah, seven hundred ninety-nine million dollars a month. But they burned through all this cash, you know, with, like, salaries and, you know, all this other stuff, I'm sure, um, with all this overhead. And, yeah, go ahead.
1: Can I – so you read this article about the $20 billion debt yes. that they're in, like, a week ago, right?
0: I think so, yeah. Because yeah.
1: there's been stuff debunking it. Really? Yeah. That is interesting. Could you enlighten us? Why don't you enlighten us about the actual story? Okay,
0: so the story is that they've accumulated $20 billion in terms of long-term debts and its, like, uh, obligations. And it's because they are trying to produce original content. And for a lot of these original content, whether it's, like, TV shows or movies, they're, like, they'll either give, like, a ballpark budget... Or like it's like there's no budget, just like go crazy. We just need as much content as possible, and their hope. I'm assuming this is the part that is unreported. And this is the part I'm just assuming is that they're hoping to have enough content where they don't have to pay to have like other movies on Netflix. Where eventually it will primarily be primarily be just Netflix stuff on Netflix, but it'll be so much stuff that you're gonna still want to subscribe. Yeah, you know.
1: Um, so, first of all, apparently, and Netflix came out and said this: mm-hmm. they're not, they don't have twenty billion dollars in debt. They have four point eight billion in debt, right? So that's like it's significantly less, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they have deals with content partners for like fifteen point seven billion. So what they're talking about is. Like those deals, though stretch out over time. Oh, I see. So I see. when you're like looking at it as a whole, then yes, it looks like that it's twenty billion dollars debt. But like, you're, I think you're, you know, like it's just future content expenses that any cable mm-hmm. network or broadcaster or streamer that has licensing agreements has. So I think it's a little bit it was blown out of proportion gotcha, because gotcha. it makes more of a splash and like on a because we talked we were yeah, just like yeah. what? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. we're gonna have to like pay them more for <laughs> my services um, and then in their press release that they released uh, um, to debunk this the news that the LA Times news that went out they basically were like uh, as a point of reference like Disney and ESPN like Disney slash ESPN which is owned by you know the same um, has 49 billion in similar commitments for like sports contracts so like so it's I think. That,
0: honestly, that doesn't make me feel better because ESPN has laid off so many people because they're like, oh, ESPN is going to die mm-hmm. because they have no content. Well, I guess that's the difference between Netflix yeah. and ESPN is that Netflix has less debt and has content, whereas ESPN has more debt and literally no content. So I guess in ways it makes me feel a little better and a little worse. But I mean, I'm not like a investor, so I don't actually care. yeah yeah um okay interesting great um should we take a break here uh yeah so we'll take a break here and um you know we'll be back with our obsessions of the week uh so until then we'll be right back and we're back Um so let's go straight into our obsessions of the episode. Uh do you wanna go first or you want me to go first?
1: I can go first. I feel like you always um Oh I always make you go first. Okay, let's do it. Um so I don't really have an obsession. (laughs) of the episode. Um, but I did want to just quickly mention that I went and saw two different acts mm-hmm. the past week or so.
0: Related? Are very, they similar?
1: They're not similar at all. <laughs> I lead a very exciting life, Steve. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. Um, two Thursdays ago, I, I saw um, my favorite K-pop Person, um, so his name's G Dragon. He is the lead leader and lead rapper of um, the boy band Big Bang, which is like my favorite boy band of all time. Um, so you did I ever tell you like Korean people need to go to like Korean guys need to go to the army for two yes. years? So like, you know, they have mandatory like military service, and it's not a big deal unless you're like a celebrity. In a boy band? in a boy band right because like when you're in a boy band like your years matter right and so these guys end up like going into service sometimes like as late as like when they're 30 and like wow it's like people usually go like right after college or right after high school um like when you're like young um and so slowly but surely like all of the big bang members will be going into the army and Mm -hmm. um fulfilling their two years of service um And so, it's widely speculated that G-Dragon will be going next year. Oh, how old is he? He he is, like, 29. Interesting. Yeah, he'll be 30 next year. But, like, Korean people also count, like, the time that you're in your mom's womb as, like, as, like... So, when you're born, you're one. So, then I think he's 30 in Korean age. I don't get it. And I don't like that because then that would make me older and I just can't do that. Um, Anyway, so, so, I guess in preparation for that, like, he release, he has released like one solo album, and then he like is embarking on this like crazy tour, um like worldwide tour, and he when he came to this side of the country, New York um he booked Barclays in Brooklyn, which is a huge That's, that's a huge venue. Yeah. He wasn't sold out but it was pretty full, so I was really? very impressed by that. Yeah, there were like sections where there were like empty seats, but like I don't think you can say that it was, like, an empty show. Like, there were a lot of people there. Um, All Korean? So, that's really interesting. So, I've been to K-pop shows where I'm, like, am I the only Korean person in my section? Or, like, yeah. Because it's just, K-pop has become this, like, crazy phenomenon. And, like, so many people who are not Korean or Korean American, like, engage with it. But for G-Dragon, like, I would say, like, it was, like, half-half almost. Um, And so he did, like, a two-hour show. Like, it was really cool. And, like, I, um, I like, really honestly like him in the context of his boy band. But he has some, like, solid, like, solo, like, things. So um, it was interesting. I would kind of call him, like, the Beyonce of Korea. Like, just, like, I just feel like he has, like, a stage persona and, like you know, like, how, like, Beyonce did her whole, her whole like, Sasha Fierce kind of thing. Yeah. Like, G-Dragon is his, like, per, like onstage persona, and, like, um, I think as he's, like, reflecting upon, like, you know, going into the army and, like, kind of just, like, looking back at his, like, 20-year career or whatever, like, he's really thinking about... Um, like what that means like who he is of a person so it was very like Mm -hmm. self-reflective which was like interesting Um, and then I texted you about this because you made fun of me when you
0: I didn't make fun of you a
1: little bit you were like what year is this Um, I saw Coldplay um, Uh (laughs) and they played at the MetLife Stadium Uh
0: Shut up! I'm, not, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. They're
1: so good live. Have you seen them live? They're so uh, good. Like three times. Okay then. Yeah. You wouldn't go. No, I, mean, I wouldn't go. Shut, shut your face. <laughs> um, they were they're so good and like uh, I've had fix you on repeat for the past that's, like that's a great song. It's my favorite Coldplay song. I think. Um. <sighs> wow. Why? That's a hot take. Well, what's your favorite Coldplay song? Uh,
0: I think it's. A, I think. Ah probably it's like 1A and 1B uh
1: yellow is still I think yellow is my second uh and then scientist is scientist is my third (laughs) um but anyways they had like fireworks and like (laughs) it just it was and it was I think it was sold out so like that life is a huge and to have that entire football stadium Mm -hmm. and then right am i yeah yeah yeah, the giants play there um they do these like like light up wristband thingy so every person gets one and then during the show like your taylor swift had that right yes your um thing goes off your um your like wristband is like time to like the beats and, the yeah. music. and it's just like so cool and then he um, Chris Martin did a um, like stripped down acoustic version of Linkin Park's Crawling in honor oh. of Chester Bennington Yeah. Um, and so that was really moving as well so um, if they're in your area you should definitely go see them because <laughs> It was really fun, and it was a Tuesday night, and I didn't want to be there, and then I like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, so, shut it. All right. No, no, All right, so those weren't my obsessions, but I guess Fix You is my obsession, because I've been listening to non What's your obsession, or Yeah, no, you
0: know, I, uh, I I I talk down about um, reading a lot, but- you do. I have these books that I haven't read yet, and- Uh, they physical books? Yeah, physical books. And uh, my wife was like, You have these books. I wanted to buy some books and choose Mm -hmm. them, but you haven't even finished these books that you have. And I was like, That I don't like that you make good points. Um, And so I've been reading this book. Uh, It's by uh, author, New York Times bestseller, Shay Serrano. Okay. Um, He's mostly a Twitter personality and he writes. What does that mean? I mean, he tweets a lot, has a lot of followers, and he does it, like, throughout the day. Okay, but, like, what's his day job? Oh, he writes for this website called The Ringer. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, And he's also an author. He, like, writes books as well. Uh, He has another book out. Well, not out yet. It'll be out in October. You can pre-order it now on on Amazon, but uh, the rap yearbook is the one that's already out, um, and it is more like pop culture related for uh, for this podcast. Um, it's mad good. It's like,
1: can you take me through it? So
0: it really is. It's, it's the a, history. Of- not no. It's so it's super. Not the history though. Okay. It provides you a lot of historical background, right? And so what it does is it deconstructs and evaluates the most important rap song of every year from like 1979 to the year 2014. One song per year? One song per year. And each chapter is only like a page or two long because it doesn't like, it's not like a novel. You know what I mean? It's just like a quick, here's why it's the most important one. And he's so funny and so intelligent. And at the end of each chapter, there's someone who argues for a different song. Oh. But it's just, like, a quick, like, short paragraph where she gets, like, a full page, and there's, like, funny illustrations. I wonder, like... It's not long. It's not very long, either.
1: I wonder if it... If either the audiobook version or, like, some audio version of that would serve better for this because then you I can believe, hear...
0: I believe the audio version has, like, a headphone. There's, like, a ver- I not I either. could be misremembering But oh, yes. I thought I saw There's like an audio version Where there's a headphone jack And you plug it in You can hear the songs
1: um, But I could be totally off It's called the um, The rap
0: yearbook okay. So But I'm, I'm not done with it yet I'm still stuck in the 80s I think mm-hmm. Either the 80s or the early night, Like late 80s, early 90s That period And um, man, it is it, It's good It's okay. great it's great okay. you should check it out if you'll lend it to
1: me when you're done yeah i'll
0: lend it to you when i'm done if you are into rap and you're into like people being funny yeah. and writing in like a funny way uh not a funny way but like in a way that will make you laugh definitely check it out
1: I highly you it. haven't um do you know all do you know all of the songs that you've read
0: no, 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 I do not. But he does a good enough job where, like, I don't feel like I need to. to oh, okay.
1: Honest. You don't, like, yeah. go but
0: listen I w- to it? Oh, no, I will, yeah. I will listen to it after yeah. the fact. Not all of them, but some of them I'll listen to after the fact. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's.
1: I bet there's, like, a Spotify playlist or something. Oh, that would be genius, like, you know? Genius, yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Is uh, there anything else?
1: No, it's good being back.
0: It is good to be back. You know, we will talk to you guys soon. We have uh, a guest slated but we
1: said that last time
0: yeah i know we we keep saying it this person will eventually be on sooner hopefully sooner rather than later um but until then you know uh enjoy pop culture guys and we will see you or you guys will hear from us soon do you want to say bye Jen? bye guys bye and remember avoid united jeff be careful (sighs) just
1: avoid flying guys
0: bye